Hello, I am kind of going to get on my soapbox. Well, first of all, welcome to Witchy and Weird. <laughs> I'm Amanda, your host, your favorite witchy, they, them. And I have had some experiences recently, some run-ins, if you will, with New Age spirituality um, people. And if you... <laughs> If you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, I don't really like New Age spirituality. I think that, well, it's culturally appropriative. It erases cultures. It just throws them all together and doesn't acknowledge them. That's for one. And a lot of the people within it are like cis white people, especially cis white females. Um, And I don't know. I just feel like the stuff that they've this person that really ticked me off. I'm not going to say who it is, but they were cis white female and I'm not, I am, I'm white, but I'm non-binary and I'm queer. So they just like, I I don't know. I, I followed them from a long time ago and their video came up on my feed and I was like, Hmm, let me see what this is. Like they put like a intriguing title and I was watching it like, picking through it and they just had this whole section about like basically like they didn't know the difference between gender and sex and they were like if you were born with female organs then you're a female and I was like oh you just invalidated my entire existence I'm so pissed off right now so I wanted to talk about it um so that's why I said I'll be on my soapbox a little might be a little bit like hot spicy um And rightly so. Like, I think that our rage and our anger should be expressed and it's divine for a reason. Like, again, I don't know where I talked about this, but we're human. We circle the whole range of emotions. We have a whole circle of emotions for a reason. And that's part of the human experience. And if we deny ourselves one portion of that circle, then we're not living a full human experience. And rage and anger are demonized and like in in modern society so we should we should express them we should let them come out and they they have just as important messages for us as happiness and sadness and all the other feelings right so i'm i was pretty pissed i left a really long comment and usually i don't leave comments because i don't like to engage in that stuff but i felt very annoyed at they were basically from the part that I watched, because I didn't watch the whole thing, they're saying, like, the government is trying to control you and take on your consciousness, so you need to, like, unplug from that and be aware of that. And then they said, like, oh, but the uphold the gender binary. And I'm like, that's what the government tries to feed you is the gender binary. Because <laughs> before, and I, by the government, I mean, like, the government is an extension of colonization, especially here in the U.S. So, It's like before that, before colonization, many different cultures didn't have gender binary and people who aren't part of the gender binary are always going to exist. And so it's like the idea that they're saying, like, don't let the government control you and um, like make you like brainwash into thinking about their beliefs. But then they're like, but uphold this one belief that the government has created over time that maybe they didn't understand or see that that's where it came from but I just found it very hypocritical so I left a a message describing that but anyways there is so much knowledge to be like gleaned from these experiences that I wanted to like distill it and to share it with you so today's episode is called giving away your power because that is essentially what I feel happens in our lives and in new age spirituality for many like leaders in that community if you will in that movement i don't know what the right term for it would be but basically like when you think about it we're conditioned from 
like birth pretty much to give away our power to different types of people, different communities. So we give away our power to our parents, right? Like some of it's understandable. Like, yeah, listen to your parents, your kid, you don't know how to keep yourself safe yet. Okay. But in a lot of our upbringings, because we are conditioned to do that and it's evolutionarily in our like DNA to look to our parents for safety and to learn things, we get conditioned to maybe give away our power based off of however our parents and our our childhood upbringing is. So it could be good or it could be bad. Um, And then in school, like in US school system, like I went to public school, like the whole school system was created by Rockefeller in order to keep the labor class like part of the labor class. And I know like the labor class doesn't, it's like broken up into the lower and middle classes now. But back then, that's basically what it was. It was like, we need to find it, create a curriculum that teaches people how to fit in a box, that teaches people how to be obedient, that teaches people how to stay in whatever space that they wanted them to stay in. And so a lot of school is conditions us to give away our power and just to listen to certain people, listen to certain authority figures, just accept what they say is truth, to learn how to fit in. Like I remember like from like first grade, we had to like after recess or lunch line up in a line and if we didn't line up single file certain space all both feet on the line then we would wait there until everybody did like that's a form of conditioning like why is it so important that we're all standing in a unique or not not unique in a uniform line like I get that it's easier for the teacher but it teaches us that we that's how we should live our lives right um And there's tons of other things like societally, like if you're female bodied or you were raised as a female, you're conditioned to listen to men as authority figures. You're conditioned to like be meek or not speak out or all these different conditioning things that get, I guess, like consciously or unconsciously teach us to give away our power. And that's something that I just want to call attention to because it's, it's, it's happened regardless. Like I want to say like, don't feel bad. Don't be like, Oh fuck. Like I gave up my power for so many things. Like, what am I thinking? I'm stupid. No, 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 no. That's how we were raised. That's the system that we were born into that we were brought up into. And like I said, not all of it is bad and it's your choice to choose that. But I think sometimes we go through our lives, not recognizing that we do that. And that's why I said it's conscious or unconscious. So I just want to bring that up to say, like, don't judge yourself for that, for feeling like, how was I like naive enough to fall prey to this? No, it's not for that point, but it's just to raise awareness. So it's like the idea of the shadow is that we're taking things from the shadows of our unconscious or subconscious and we're moving them to to be seen right so we can start seeing them that's a huge part of shadow work so that's kind of where i'm here in this space is to show you like maybe we didn't think about certain things and then we're we're just following these programs these cycles and now it's like whoa i didn't realize like i do that because of like the way i was conditioned right so um a common example I think I talked about this on my Instagram live um, that I realized actually from another podcast, like a true crime podcast of all places. Um, The biggest example that I wasn't aware of for this is like, it feels like, I don't know. It just, it got me when I heard it. So the podcast is hosted by two women And they were talking about um, a specific true crime case where it was, uh, I think it was like Mormon or like some very religious like family. And the the woman that they were talking about, um, that the case was about, she was like raised to be obedient, right? To be subservient to the men that was like part of the religion. And she was talking about like where, how she grew up that she was kind of raised that same way and I didn't realize that this this was kind of I had the same conditioning and it really blew my mind that she was saying like if you're a female or a female body person you're raised to like 
jump at any sign of attention from a man or a male figure, especially like romantic attention. And she was like, when I grew up, I dated all these men because they were interested in me. Like the second they showed interest in me, I would get excited and I would be like, oh, of course I'm going to go out with you. You're showing interest in me. And she said like, she didn't realize till she was older, like that she never asked herself, like if she was interested in them. Like, did she even like these men? She was just like, well, they showed me attention. So I'm, I have to, you know, like, that's my cue. And it's like, she never asked herself, like, do I like them though? Or am I just going out with them because they're showing me attention? And of course, there's a lot of deeper things that can go into that. But I think that that's like a very, like, probably common example of real world that we can see, like, our conditioning of like, I was never, I was never told, like, if a man asks you out, like, decide if you if you want to go out with them decide if you actually like them it was just like oh blah 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 likes you oh oh my god they're showing attention to me like oh I'm going to like talk to them you know like and maybe for some people that's not the case and it's not for every case for me like there were some people that was like I just don't like you (laughs) but I feel like I a lot of things in my life I went through that it's not just like for romantic stuff It, it could be like for jobs and things like that. Cause we're like, Oh, we're offered the job. We have to take it. Do we actually want to have this job? Probably not. So I wanted to start with that. And then I wanted to tie it in with new age spirituality. So the example for that, um, I think is like very detrimental because I've seen a lot of healers or leaders in that in new age spirituality. I call it like the new age spirituality curse. And it's basically like these people use your fear to make you believe that you have no power and that they're the only ones that can help you. I've seen like a lot of coaches, they like gatekeep information. So it's like, oh, if you want to get out of this, they'll be like, oh, do you blah, blah, blah? Have you ever blah, blah, blah? Do you feel like you're blah, blah, blah? And you're like, oh my God, this is me. And they're like, well, I have news for you. If you pay for my program of blah, 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 easy installments, then you can be free of this. And it's like, this idea that like they're gonna withhold they have this really cool knowledge and they can solve all of your problems but you have to pay them for it and I think that if you if I see somebody doing that that's like a huge red flag for me it's like I understand like people should be paid for their services I'm not saying to give away everything for free but like when there is that kind of like I don't know I get a different feeling in my gut when it's like I'm not going to give away too much information for free because I shouldn't share too much for free it's like a lot of the information they're selling could be found on a Google search or something. You know, it's like the idea is that we want to learn from them and we like the way that they teach or the information that they're sharing and they they can add value to our life and help us to empower us not to like solve our problems. Because when you look to people to solve your problems, you're giving away your power. He was saying like, I'm fearful about X, Y, or Z and I don't think I can solve my problem or I'm not, I don't know, like, I don't have the power to do this. So this other person is the only one who can help me versus when you're making an empowered decision, you're like, I could probably do it on my own. Maybe I don't want to, or I'm tired of doing it on my own. And I'm going to like, you know, seek help for this or this person I could do it on my own, but this person is going to help me exponentially like fix the problem or whatever, not saying everything is a problem, but fix it like quicker, right? So I really think that it's 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 a subtle shift. Um, and usually my intuition like picks up on it because I'm like, oh, I don't really like that. You know, that, that word choice that they're using or things like that. Um, and I also feel like when you're buying into somebody like that, that's very like cult behavior to me. Um, especially because I listen to a lot of true crime. (laughs) Um, and I think the other side of that is like when they tell you to like wake up, like that sort of like matrix syndrome thing. Like I've talked about waking up from the matrix before. Like that's like a huge, like new age spirituality idea is like we're living in this like 3d matrix and we can up level to 5d. That's a huge thing of like spirituality, new age spirituality, Um, and I do think for me, the matrix represents more of like this type of stuff that I'm talking about, where it's like, we're unconscious of these 
rules that we've placed on ourselves or powers that we've given away or programs or cycles that we're perpetuating. And then we're, when we unplug, it's for me, it feels like if you've, if you've seen the matrix, hopefully you have, for me, it feels like you're just giving power back to yourself. You're empowering yourself. But the way that they kind of talk about it is like fearful. It's like they play on your fears. So instead of empowering you to integrate your fear or to accept it, to love it, to work past it, to release it, however you feel you need to, they're kind of like playing on your fears and be like, you're fearful about this thing. Oop, I'm going to reel you in. And then I'm going to tell you like how I could solve all your problems. And I feel like if somebody else is solving your problems for you in this arena, then like it's not like helping you reduce the fear. It's it's like quelling the fear, like buying more into the fear. Um, I've seen a lot of people who do that. It's like if you listen and watch this thing that I post, then you'll you'll figure out how to save yourself from this new thing, this new threat or this new whatever, you know, this other this sense of the other that's against us. Um, and and a lot of the times they they just want you to like buy in to their thing they're like wake up but only believe in my beliefs and I think that that is also like a modern issue um and I saw somebody talk about this on a TikTok video and it was very very eloquent they were saying that we're in this modern age where we have the internet and we have access at our fingertips to any information we can google things so easily and a lot of people use that to google things that just like verify what they were already thinking or fearful or the answer they were looking for so that they can just embolden their stance and so they're saying so what do you do in this age where like you can just look up and find any any like if you want to find that two plus two equals five you can find it if you want to find that it equals four you can find it right so um they're saying it's calling on us now to turn inward and trust our intuition so it's like instead of looking for the answers outside of myself i'm being called to look within myself and to ask like does this feel right to me does this align with me like what is my information my intuition can give me on this on this topic or problem or whatever and I think that's kind of like what I'm getting at is like instead of embracing your fears and letting them take the wheel and looking for people who are just going to give you answers to your questions or sometimes like I said it's unconscious that we're doing this part of a huge thing that I teach and that I'm about is empowering you to to trust your intuition, to work with your intuition, to grow it and all these things because of that reason. Like I, that's why I really liked that person's like TikTok video. Cause it was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense for why I do what I do. Because like I said in the beginning, like some of the things that were conditioned are good and bad. And that's for your choice to decide. I'm not here to tell you like what things are good and bad. I'm just here to kind of like point out things and be like, okay, now make your decision. Right. And I think that that is a huge way that we can avoid getting trapped in these like cycles or perpetuating cycles we don't want to um, is by tapping into our intuition and saying like this thing that I just learned, does this feel right? Does this resonate with me? And that's like, I was saying like red flags for me when people use certain language that my intuition is like, "Mm, we're not about this. And so I'll move on to the next thing. Um, And I think that that's an important like, I guess thing to build with yourself is to build that trust and knowledge for your intuition so that you can feel empowered in those decisions. And also like uh, uh, I've seen a lot more people talking about this, which is great that it's like healers, coaches, spiritual like people who are professionals. They've been saying like, my job is not to heal you. I'm not a healer. What I'm doing is I'm here to hold space or be a catalyst or provide information so that you can heal yourself. And that is kind of like the belief that I come from, that it's like, I'm not here to give you answers. I'm not here to solve things for you. I'm just here to help make it easier, to help point it out, to help hold the space, to help make you feel safe or seen or bridge the gaps of where you were missing things so that you can ultimately like find yourself like come back to yourself, build that relationship with yourself and your intuition so that you can heal yourself. Because that's where I think like a lot of people don't end up liking like traditional therapy and things because it's like 
I'm giving you an answer. I'm spoon feeding it to you instead of you feeling like, yes, this feels true for me. This like resonates with me. I can accept this. I can integrate this. And I think that when we do it with ourselves, we can't be like pushed into something that we're not ready for. Like your intuition and your body gives you exactly what you need. Um, so hopefully that wasn't too like yelly, <laughs> but it's just something that I've been seeing a lot. And I feel like it's just unfortunate. And I know that it's not the first time like it's been going on for a while, but I just feel like as as a leader in the community, in the spiritual community, in the witch community, whatever community you found me from and you're a part of, that I'm also a part of, um, that I don't want to perpetuate these limiting and um, what's the word that I'm looking for? disempowering like patterns and beliefs so besides trusting your intuition what are ways that we can like empower ourselves right um and I chose ways that aren't super difficult because I know a lot of this stuff can feel very overwhelming like a lot of our like programs or cycles that we perpetuate are tied to trauma and really deep like programs that it's like we we might have to work a while to to change it and to remove it. Um, so besides working on trusting your intuition, thinking for yourself, and what I mean by that would be like asking yourself these questions, like in the example that I used earlier, like, am I attracted to this person? Do I actually want to go out with them? Or am I just excited that they're showing me attention? So when you are faced with something, do I really want that? Do I really want to believe in that? Do I really want to perpetuate that? Do I do I really resonate or believe in this? So an example would be like programs that we run for ourselves from like our childhood. I've had a lot that I've had to do this with. Um, and I think like, um, oh, I talked about this a, a little bit ago on Instagram too. <laughs> um that's why I think like it's really been in the forefront this week and now everything is alchemizing in this episode. Um, so for me, I grew up with a very strict like type A mother. And so she would always like shame me for sleeping in on the weekends. And sh- like then, you know, you go to school, you have to wake up early. Then you go into the workforce and you have to wake up early. And so when I started working for myself, I could make my own schedule. And my body, my natural rhythm is not always an early riser. I actually like waking up early, but it's really hard for me to do it. So I would be in this perpetual cycle of wanting to wake up really early and do things and then not. And then waking up and already judging myself and feeling like negative towards myself and putting pressure on myself and stress that didn't need to be there. And I just was like struggling for months, like every day, like, whoa, dang it. Why didn't I wake up again? Oh, dang it. Why didn't I hear my alarm? Like all these things. And I finally got fed up with it. And I was like, bro, like what is going on? <laughs> like, why can't I get it together? And instead of like fighting myself, I I asked myself, like, do I actually care if I wake up early or not? Like, is this something that is really important and integral to me and something that I want to do. Like I realized, whoa, I have the freedom to create my own schedule because I'm my own business owner. So like, is this something that I actually truly care about? Or is this somebody else's program, somebody else's voice, somebody else's like thing that I have accepted for myself, right? And I was like, actually, no, I don't really care because like, I'm still going to get the work, the same amount of work done, no matter what time I wake up, like I'm still committed to doing my job. It's just, I don't need to wake up as early, right? Like I can, I have the freedom to make my own schedule so I can still do all my morning routine stuff. If it's two hours later, like who cares? So even something that seems like maybe not as big of a deal like that for some people, it made a huge difference because it's like, I wasn't fighting myself and I was understanding in like smaller pieces of my life like how far down my programming went to fighting my true nature 
and not allowing myself the freedom to be like, is this something I actually want to do? Is this something I actually care about? Or did somebody else tell me that I should care about this? And like, to be honest, like the nine to five, like that's for morning people. Not everybody's a morning person. Like all these night owl people have to suffer because they just live in a society that's like, too bad. You're lazy if you don't get up at a certain time. You're weak. You're unproductive, blah, 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 blah. You know, all these negative things. And then you start hating yourself. That's what happened to me. So that is like a big example of like asking yourself those kind of questions. And I call it like asking empowering questions because we always want to ask like an open-ended question that will like get us closer to our answer um, or will help lead us towards the answer. So it's like, do I really want that? Do I really want to believe in that? Do I really want to perpetuate this cycle? Like, is this something that I actually truly want? And I will say as a tip for this, don't ask your mind, ask your body. And the way that I do that is I just close my eyes and I take a couple deep breaths and I put my hand on my heart and then I ask the question and I like with the intention of asking it to my body, like I ask it to my heart and then I hear the answer. Um, not everybody's intuition, not everybody has um, clear audience, which is when you can hear psychically, but you'll know what the answer is. Your intuition will tell you, right? Um, and because if you ask your mind, you might be asking your ego, you might be asking that person or that pattern and they'll respond for you. And it's not actually you that's that's giving the answer. It's not your true desires, your true essence, your soul. So if like asking your heart feels weird, ask your soul, ask your desires, ask, um, I don't know, like your higher self, like ask something that feels right to you that you know is like the real you and not like your fear response or your ego or your programming, right? Like that voice in your head that's your mom. Like don't ask that person, <laughs> Um, when you're asking these questions and then checking in with yourself often, I think is a really good thing to do too. So like we evolve as humans and something, at least for me, that is a thing is like the constant change feels like I don't know it makes me feel like I'm like a fake like if I've decided to agree to this thing that I need to live like this for the rest of my life I need to uphold this value for the rest of my life and we're humans and we change so as we change and we grow and we learn it's okay to reevaluate in fact it's encouraged to reevaluate does this still resonate with me is this something I still want to uphold because like we grow and some programs or cycles don't serve us in our new reality that we've created for ourselves. So it's okay. Like, don't judge yourself. Oh, well, I used to do this and now I don't, you know, like, because what you're doing now is saying like these old programs, I don't like them and I want to create new ones. So it's okay to change. So check in often with yourself and see like, is this something I'm so cool with? Because if not, like you have the power to change that, right? That's why I called it like giving away your power because it's like we're believing that we can't make rules for ourselves. We can't change the way that we uh, we were raised, right? Like I believe that we have our true self, like who we actually are. And then we have all this programming and trauma and other things that's piled on top of us. And then we think like that's who we are. And it's really like I view it, the spiritual journey as like, a process of uncovering, pulling away those pieces. Like I see it as like weeding out in the dirt, like roots and other things that aren't really like planted by us until we can like feel like this is truly me. This is truly what I want. This feels the most aligned, the most at home, the most real for me and not something that I'm just doing because somebody told me to. So that's definitely like how I view it. And the next part, I'm going to take a break and then I'll come back. Okay, so I'm back. <laughs> um, so 
The next thing that you can do, if you're like, how do I know if I'm like perpetuating a cycle, right? Like, how do I know when I'm in it? So one thing that you can do is to start like taking note of your your like processes or like your your way of life and how it makes you feel. Like if you do like I guess I'll use the example of me waking up, right? Like I like I said I would wake up and be annoyed at myself, judging myself, angry at myself, feel like I ruined the day. Like if something that you do all the time like makes you feel like something similar to that where it's like I don't like this why am I like this like if you're asking yourself those types of questions or if you're just like fighting yourself all the time like you need to be more this why aren't you more this like think about like that those instances as they pop up and try and like be more aware of them like if you're consistently putting yourself down for doing something a certain way or judging yourself or like wishing you were some other way then that's like a signal to yourself like why am I doing this then like if I'm if I'm like hating on myself like consistently because of this thing like I'm gonna get that shit out of my life like I don't need to hate on myself that is not a norm and that's also something I had to learn too is like I need to embrace who I am I need to become comfortable with who I am actually and at the core instead of like train myself change myself fight myself that's like a huge thing that I feel like we're taught which is part of what I was talking about it's like we're conditioned to exist in a system in a program or whatever and many of them not just one but that doesn't always fit like we don't not everybody is neurotypical so neurodivergent people struggle with this not everybody's a morning person night owl struggle with this like every like for every reason right like I wasn't binary I'm non-binary so I struggled fitting in a binary like there's so many like things that we can ask like am I struggling in this and if you if you like see if you start to see that then your main goal is like I don't need to fit in. I don't need to be within the system. I don't need to make myself quote unquote better or change to be in a system to fit into a box. If it doesn't work for me, then I don't keep it, right? Like that's something that you owe to yourself and it's going to make your life easier. I was so stressed out and so annoyed all the time and my days were like un- like terrible because I woke up all like grumpy because I just for like just because I decided oh, I'm going to keep perpetuating this cycle and I wasn't aware of it. Then when I became aware, I was like, well, seriously, I don't need to fucking do that, right? So it's like, and now if I do want to get up early, it's a lot easier because I'm not like doing it like begrudgingly. I'm not like, oh, I don't want to get up early because I don't want to follow somebody else's rules and somebody else's system. Now it's like, if I want to get up early, it's for me. It's because I chose. And that's a lot easier now to get up early. Even with my ADHD, it's so much easier when I just tell myself the night before, like, okay, we're going to make sure we get up early. Then I do because I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it like because somebody else told me and then subconsciously I'm like spiteful and I'm like, fuck that. I'm never going to get up early because my mom told me I have to get up early. I don't want to listen, you know? So really like don't fight yourself. Don't blame yourself for who you are. Like that system is designed to make you feel like other to make you feel bad about yourself. It's designed for neurotypical, straight, white males, right? Like, that's what the system is designed for. And not everybody identifies or falls into that category. So if you don't, then, like, don't feel bad. Like, you don't, like, the system wasn't designed for you. So make your own system, right? Like, that's what we're doing is we're returning to our intuition and how we feel and how we are. And we're as much as we can. I know, like, if you work a nine to five and you're a night owl, like, you're kind of fucked, right? Like, you can't stay up late. (laughs) And it's like, it's shitty. And that's the norm, at least here in the US. But 
then when you know you have the choice, right? Do I want to keep doing this? Am I okay with that? I'm aware. So maybe it's not as bad now that I'm aware. Or maybe you're like, fuck that. I'm going to make, I'm going to become a business owner. That's cool too, right? So I just think it's like putting yourself in as many positions of power as you can is, is going to make your life easier. Like really vibing with who you truly are and what you truly believe instead of trying to like uphold somebody else's truth or somebody else's belief is going to make your life a lot easier. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think there's one other thing I wanted to say and now I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, working with yourself. Oh, so like ways that that's what I'm like, what was the original thing? <laughs> so I've started this by saying like, you can, you can um, look out for how it makes you feel, for how you're judging yourself, how you're treating yourself around certain actions or cycles or daily routines or patterns or things. Um, and also another feedback loop would be like, if you're getting upset at other people, like external things, and that is like a pattern for you, that's also an indication of a pattern that we don't want to perpetuate. So an example of this would be if something this one person does every day at work pisses you off, just like irks you, and you don't know why, or maybe you do kind of know why, but you never got to the root of it. Chances are you never got to the root of it. Um, that is an indication like you're projecting your feelings onto that other person, right? So an example for this. My boyfriend loves to nap. He loves to sleep. That's like his dream day is to sleep all day and do nothing, right? And like I said, my mom would always come in my room. Why aren't you awake yet? Why haven't you done this? Why are you sleeping in so late? Why are you blah, 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 blah. Like she very much bought into the paradigm of productivity, right? Your worth is your productivity. And that was bestowed upon me. That was instilled on in me. And so my inner child, every time my boyfriend and I were hanging out and he wanted to take a nap, would like fight. <laughs> my inner child was like, no, dude you're fucking here with me. You're spending time with me. Like, how dare you nap on my time? How dare you? Like, I would get so in my feelings about it. I'd be like, no, you can nap when you're fucking at home. Nap when you're going to sleep. Like, why are you here? You're here to see me, not to nap, right? So I would get like, you couldn't tell the difference in my voice. Like, minor child is like, what the fuck? And so for me, I just, I didn't realize I was perpetuating that cycle of like, you need to be productive, right? Like, napping is not productive. That was something that I was taught because I would nap a lot when I would get home from school and my mom would give me shit for it. And so I didn't realize in that, in those moments that I was perpetuating that cycle because it was unconscious, but also what I was doing was projecting my inner child was projecting. It's like unresolved feelings onto him. So it was like, if I didn't get to nap, and if I got in trouble and blamed and called lazy and all these things when I was a, when I was a kid, then how then I'm not going to let you nap. Like, that's not fair. It's like when you're when you get in trouble for something and your sibling doesn't, you're like, what the F? It's like literally that same thing. It's like my inner child was seeing him be able to nap and was like, no, 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 not on my watch. I got in trouble for this. So you, there's no way you're getting away with this. Right. It's like that kind of energy. And we do that a lot to other people. We project these like insecurities and these anger pieces and traumas um, that are unresolved onto other people and their behaviors. So it's like when it, their behavior is like triggering us and it's showing us like, oh, and we're not aware of it all the time. We're just like, that person always irks me. That's a pet peeve I have. Oh, you know, like, I just don't like that person because X, Y, and Z. Um, and sometimes not like sometimes the people like are jerks or sometimes they do something that hurts your feelings. That's understandable. But a lot of the other times it's like asking your, taking a step back when you realize like if it's a pattern, right? Like they're doing the same thing over and over every time it happens, it really irks you asking yourself like why the same kind of empowering questions. Like 
why is this pissed me off that this person is doing it? Why am I getting so emotionally invested? Like I asked myself, like, why am I so bothered when my boyfriend takes a nap when he wants to take a nap? Like he works a nine to five job. If he wants to take a nap on the weekend on his time off, that's his choice, right? Why do I feel the need to control him? Like asking yourself questions like that, then you get the answers. You'll eventually get down to like, and just keep asking yourself why, right? So it's like, why am I so annoyed that he takes is taking a nap? Well, because I wanted to spend time with him. And I think that when he's sleeping, he's not spending time with me. Okay, so why is it so important that he spends time with me? Well, because it's not productive. Why isn't it productive? Like keep asking yourself like those why questions and then you'll get to the root. And the root was like, well, because I got in trouble for it. So why is it okay for him? And so then I learned like, oh, this has nothing to do with him. And actually like nothing to do with, like I don't really care if he naps or not. It's just like my, I was hurt and I was, projecting that hurt onto him so we can see from external stuff um and and that can that can be like people or non-people like certain things like if certain things irk you right like sometimes we choose like an example of that would be like leaving cabinets open that pisses me off I used to get yelled at that's why it pisses me off I was conditioned you need to close all the cabinets is that a cycle that I um that I want to get rid of? Not really. I still would like for the cabinets to be closed. Like, I don't want to live in a house with open cabinets. Like, that's something where it's like, I'm deciding, like, do I actually agree with this program? Yeah, I want to be tidy. I want to, because I know, like, by nature, I'm I'm messy. So it's like, anything that I have conditioned in me that helped me be tidy, I'm cool with that. But maybe it's like another external thing where, like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, some, like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, you're, like, oh, eating on the bed, like, stresses me out. Because when you're a kid, you ate on the bed and your mom, you know, was, like, that's not okay. Like, whatever, right? So, maybe that's, like, something now that you're an adult, you're, like, well, you know what? Actually, like, I do want to eat in the bed. Like, I don't need to put stress on myself and pretend that I'm going to get in trouble because of that program that I'm perpetuating, right? So, it's, like, if you find yourself, like, wanting to do something and then you're, like, no, 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 you can't do this. Like, within reason, right? Um, then that's also another like indication that maybe we're perpetuating a cycle that we're, that's not in alignment with who we are. Um, and sometimes it can just be like when you're doing the, the cycle or the action or whatever it is, you just feel off. Like it feels wrong, but you're doing it anyways. Like for me, I would emotionally eat a lot as a kid. And I realized I also use it as like gratification because I would like walk by the fridge and like sneak something out. So it was like exciting to like get food and nobody knew. And now that I live on my own, it's like nobody's here to tell me I can't eat that thing, you know, because my mom would buy like an ice cream for all of us and then an ice cream for her. And then when our ice cream was gone, I would like sneak like spoonfuls of her ice cream every time I walked by the fridge, just like in rebellion and it was like exciting so now like as an adult it's like oh what's this like forbidden snack in my mind that I can go and eat all the time and on top of that have the emotional eating and so now as I'm like healing more and like not feeling the like learning better coping mechanisms besides emotionally eating that like program is still within me the need to emotionally eat and so I'll get all the food ready and I'll sit down like late at night and then I'll be like I actually don't really want this like I don't know what the reason is I'm not really hungry right now but I'm still like just going through all the motions so it's like I realized that after a while and so I know that takes a lot more concentration to be aware of because if we're just perpetuating that cycle we might not be aware right especially something like emotionally eating so I've been like trying to be more aware every time I'm like ooh time to get my nighttime snack it's like wait am I actually hungry like I asked myself am I hungry no I'm not hungry then I'll go sit down (laughs) you know so um having those types of like feedback loops for yourself where it's like it felt weird it felt like off like actually I'm not really hungry why am I eating this like those types of feelings like if you're like actually why am I doing this I'm not really getting any excitement or joy out of this I'm not getting anything positive out of this then why am I doing it Like if you have those types of feelings or even if it's like this feels wrong, but I'm still like forcing myself to do it. Like for me, one for like that would be like when I discovered that 
I was non-binary, right? Like, I didn't... I, I feel like it wasn't until 2020 or maybe even this year, I think maybe 2020, that I realized I was non-binary. And for me, I really like makeup. Makeup was a way for me to, in college, I got into makeup. I wasn't really super into makeup or even good at it <laughs> um, before that. And so I made it a point to get good at it. But then it was a very expressive time for me in college. Like I wore like, not like traditionally pretty makeups all the time like I would just wear like bright colors and crazy stuff to like push the edge for myself and feel more aligned and of course like other self-expression like haircuts and things like that and so then when I got into the workforce I, I couldn't really do all those crazy makeups so I was just doing like regular like feminine makeups and then when I started working for myself, I was like, well, I don't need to, who am I impressing? Like, I don't need to show up in society as a, as like a woman, right? Like, so why am I doing this? And then I realized that was the reason, like, I was like rejecting makeup because I was like, actually, this doesn't feel aligned for me anymore. This, and I was like, why you, you love makeup. Like you have all this makeup that you bought and like, you were obsessed with it and you would do all these cool, like crazy looks all the time and stuff. And then I was like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. Like, I don't want to be feminine right now. And I realized, like, it was me, like, perpetuating this cycle of, like, looking that I needed to look feminine to society when I was going outside, right? And so now it's, like, I'm using it, makeup, when I feel like it and to look how I want to look. But it's not, like, for a purpose. It's not, like, to to uh I forgot what the original reason was to be honest what I was talking about (laughs) um the emotional stuff right like it felt off for me that's there we go okay so it was like I wasn't feeling it so I took time off from it like a while and now I'm like well actually I'm comfortable with who I am now with being non-binary and comfortable like I had to work through a lot of stuff (laughs) don't get me wrong about presenting as feminine the need to present as feminine it was like I'm perpetuating this cycle but I don't align with it it doesn't sit right with me it's like I'm just presenting as feminine because I'm female body like I have female sex organs because I was raised as female because I felt like society expected me to look female and I wasn't asking myself like what do I want to look like what do I resonate with and so now that I'm like getting back into makeup again, not as crazy as in college, but I feel more comfortable with it. Like when I put on like eyeliner and mascara or I pencil and eyebrows and stuff, it doesn't feel like I'm performing and I'm like showing up as something that I'm not. It feels like I actually like doing this because it makes me feel more confident. It makes me feel fierce. It matches the vibe that I have that day. And it's not I want to look like a woman so people will perceive me a certain way. Like, I need to fit in in society. So that's, like, another one where it's, like, emotionally it feels, like, unaligned with you. And those ones can be hard, too. Like, I didn't know why. I was just, like, I'm just going to take a break from makeup. And it was it was a long break from makeup. And so I think it's just important to follow like that was like trusting myself trusting my intuition in those moments like I don't know what it is but I'm not vibing with it so I'm just gonna allow myself to not vibe with it right now and through that I was able to give my space myself space to realize to make these realizations that like this is why I felt like this this is this is what I needed in that moment to to help me to work through because I did my own personal emotional work around performing my gender, right? Performing a female and feeling the pressure, societal pressure, whether I put it on myself or whether society did actually put it on me. So really be gentle in those scenarios and try and be non-judgmental about it and, and give space and openness because some of these things take longer they're not going to be like instant, like, oh, ah, ah, that that connected everything for me. Now I see it, right? Sometimes it takes a while. Like the thing with me waking up, like that took me like three or four months. And then I finally was like, why the fuck am I doing this? (laughs) So yeah, just be gentle, go slow. You don't need to do all of them at once. Maybe pick one at a time to focus on. Like 
you can do some and then stop when you feel like you need to stop. If it comes back up, you readdress it. Like it's all a process. Unlearning is a process. We reach new levels. We're not getting all the way to the end and it's healed forever, right? So it's like allow yourself still to be like human throughout all of this to still like experience life without like oh I need to remove this programming I need to remove this trauma right like have that balance of like I did a big thing now I'm going to take a rest and integrate this give myself time to integrate it so yeah I think that's all I want to say on that topic I think this was a really cool episode the second part was like very very applicable good stuff um things that are coming up for me my Master Your Energy course, we did the first live round and it was amazing. And now I'm going to be releasing it um, as like a pre-recorded course on my website. I'm going to be releasing. Um, oh, and Master Your Energy is about like learning how to ground, amplify and protect your energy so you can like protect yourself around like humans and around the spirit world to like reclaim your energy and your power every day like rituals to do that and then how best to like how to set up like good protective boundaries to work in the spirit world or do divination work or spell work so like opening portals and things like that um and it's beginner friendly and then i'll be creating more courses around intuitive development so i'm going to be doing a free ebook about the different clairs and then I'll be doing an intuitive development course and I have psychic energy healing sessions already on my website. Um, those are like my psychic abilities mixed with my energy healing abilities. And those are really cool because it's like integrating mind, body and spirit to help you heal through a trauma program or shadow work or whatever. And you don't need to know what it is when you go in. Like I'll be able to psychically tap into that. Um and there'll be a lot more offerings that I'll be personally offering. And then, of course, we have the Patreon. So if you want to become a patron, I just released the first patron-exclusive episode, which was uh, ancestral trauma or ancestral healing and collective trauma. That's what we talked about, which is really juicy. And there'll be more. There'll be two patron-exclusive episodes per month. And then I'm going to be creating merch. So... You'll have access to that. And there's actually another tier beyond that where you would get like, um, I think it's like moon cycle. I think that's the cycle I set up where it's like moon cycle, like readings and things for me. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, So if you want to become a patron, if you just want to get a shout out, there's three different tiers. It is really like helpful for me to help me keep keep this going on and sustain this and yeah I'm just really grateful for all of you thank you so much for supporting me and being here and listening um just feeling a gratitude moment right now so I don't know think about something that you're grateful for (laughs) okay bye if you love Witchy and Weird podcasts, support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchyandweird slash support. You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash witchyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!